everybody, and welcome back to the Making a Musical podcast, Summer Break Edition. I'm your host, Jose Wigand. This podcast follows the development and execution of the critically acclaimed new musical, Good Morning New York, which opens off-Broadway at the Players Theatre January 9th, 2020. The producer and OG host, Jacqueline Thrapp, is out raising money, so I'm taking over season three. But wait, wait, oh wait... Hi guys, and welcome back to the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host for summer break, Jose Wagon, and today I'm joined by New York City actress and singer, Theron Morrissey, all the way from New York City. I'm in Nashville, so we're recording this over the phone. Hi Theron, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, <laughs> thank you for having me, I'm so excited. I know, I'm so excited to interview you because I feel like your life is so interesting and diverse, <laughs> and you're so funny and hilarious, and like, I'm just like obsessed with you so that's why I wanted to interview you <laughs> oh my goodness thank you <laughs> that makes one of us no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay so first of all let's talk about your life in New York City as a singer um what are you doing right now what are you focusing on and um are you taking auditions or do you have any upcoming concerts so just talk about your life in New York uh sure yeah um so as an artist, I currently I'm focusing on acting. Um, I was doing a lot of concerts and a lot of cabarets for a long time, which is great. And it's so fun. And I realized that I kind of started to slack off in my acting skills. So I'm taking a Meisner class, which has been going really well. It's really fun. Um, and I'm doing a play in July. It's called Anne and it's premiering at the New York Summerfest. So that's um, incredible. Yeah, it's so exciting. And you're the star, right? I I play Anne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the show star. called Anne. It's I'm not gonna say I'm the star. <laughs> <laughs> well, in character, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about how we met because it's kind of a crazy story. Oh yeah, so, sure. I am writing, as a lot of the listeners know, I'm writing a musical called Falling Out, and I started an Instagram page for my show last year, and I met you through, I think it was our mutual love, and I talk about him all the time, like all the time in this podcast, but our mutual love of uh, Greeny. Yes. And if anyone out there listening does not know who he is. Um, He's just so talented. Him and his whole family. Yes. They're think, so, and they're so kind. They they're are. So kind. They're just like everything. So he's he's a, a young um, contemporary musical theater composer. And I've been a fan of his work long before I even knew like it was him as the composer. Um, so I kind of freaked out when we started messaging on Instagram and I just kind of got to know him better. And, and then you and I met through Instagram through him. And then we went to his show at 54 Below in October. Yeah. And that's so Jose came to New York City to see the show, and I live here, and I was like, I'm going with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you literally forced me to so go you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's just what I love about theater is just how it connects these incredible and talented people together. And that's honestly my favorite part about that. So, okay, so you have this summer play coming up. And yeah. also, it's at the Hudson Guild, right? 
Yeah, it is. And that's where Falling Out first premiered. Um, oh, no way! I actually didn't know that. Yeah, that's where I put my tiny little musical up on stage for the very first time. Oh, that's in, great. Um, in March of 2018. Yeah. And, I mean, it went it went well. Like, I did my best. And, um, I mean, like, not that many people showed up, I feel like, but... It was nominated for Best Musical Score, which was exciting. That's excellent. Yeah, and I don't know if I won because I, I couldn't make the award ceremony. And oh, apparently, no you, like, you have to be present to win. So it was kind of weird, but I, oh, I, so it's... I probably won. Let's just be real. <laughs> <laughs> you won. You did. You just weren't there to accept it because you're busy. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Okay, so what made you want to be a performer? Like, was it something that sparks as a young child or was it just this huge passion in high school? Were you, are your parents into the arts and music? Yeah. You know, my, um, my dad plays guitar uh, and he was in a band and he like sang a little bit, but, um, and then my brothers played guitar and my sisters played guitar and I played piano for a while and then I didn't, but, um, <laughs> um, I just kind of was always singing, like, to the point where my dad would be like, are you ever going to shut up? Like, <laughs> can you stop? Yeah. Um, I was always doing that. And uh, my dad was actually in the military, and he got deployed one summer. And so we didn't have school or anything. And I have a gazillion siblings. I have five siblings, so there's six of us total. Oh, wow. So my mom was like, I'm not doing this by myself. So she put us all in, like, summer camps and stuff. And she put me in with my two sisters, actually. She put us in a, like, musical theater camp. It was like, you learn the basics of musical theater, and then at the end of it, you put on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I fell in love with it. I loved the people, like, the types of people. I loved the, like, business aspect and, like, the technique of it and everything. Mm-hmm everything about it and it was it's kind of one of the it seems like super cheesy but it's just one of those things where it's just it was that was it for me you know what I mean right like this is what I want to do and then slowly the more I did theater growing up because then I never stopped the more I did it the more I realized why I really liked it and what I really liked about it is that acting and and theater plays movies tv like anything Mm -hmm. is your representing like what the human experience is yeah um, and you're giving people the opportunity for you know an hour an hour and a half two hours to put themselves in someone else's shoes and Mm -hmm. to be empathetic um and to not be so selfish which I think is an excellent lesson I, I just think it's a a brilliant art form and it's something that we need to have in schools and and for free at the YMCA and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. I think right. it needs to be everywhere all the time. It's truly changed my life and I know a gazillion people who it's changed as well. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> so you kind of had this talent from a young age, but um how much would you say you improved since like a teenager, I mean, it's it's one thing to be like born with talent, but it's another thing to just know you're you're at one level and know the level you need to be at and just like work your butt off. Oh yeah. It's 
when I was young, I I didn't do voice lessons or choir or anything like that. Unfortunately, where I'm from, like, I didn't know I could actually pursue theater as a career until I was, like, 17. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. Um, yeah, so f- to me, it was just, like, a hobby. So my parents, like, it was never, like, oh, she needs to be in choir. She needs to be in voice lessons and things yeah. like that. Um, it wasn't until I finally realized and I told my parents that I wanted to do it that my mom finally put me in voice lessons and I joined a choir and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it was fun then. But even then, it was kind of just a hobby because I knew I wasn't going to college for musical theater yet. Like, I was going to do two years at a community college to save money. Okay. Um, so I I didn't really focus on it. And then, long story short, I was over the community college. And <laughs> I just decided to move to New York and go to a conservatory program here. Um And this is when I realized it was, like, really serious. Mm -hmm. And you can be talented and you can have, like, a natural talent, but there is nothing like someone who truly wants it, who truly works for it and truly masters, like, the technique of, you know, um, singing or dancing or acting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I resonate with that as a a performer as well. Yeah, absolutely. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's talk about New York a little bit. So what what is it like do you as living there as a performer? Are you still taking lessons and practicing or are you just focusing on auditions and networking and um meeting people? Yeah, a, a little bit of everything. You kind of you can't stop learning. I had a teacher in college tell me that doctors they go through like 10 years of school to yeah. be a doctor. And so they told me, they were like, you can't do this two-year conservatory program and expect to just be ready to go and be on Broadway. Mm-hmm. You have to still work. You have to still take lessons. So I, like I said, I'm taking an acting class. I take dance lessons. Um, I have a ballet studio I really like. It's my secret ballet studio in the, in the city <laughs> that no one else goes to. Nice. Um, I I take voice lessons still with my same voice teacher I had in college, which is he's amazing. He's mm-hmm. all about feeling and less about sound. And it's just a, I've never learned that way. And it's a completely new experience for me. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not that new. It's been like three years, but it's just it's <clears throat> completely brilliant. Um, yeah. And then there's you know, there's the going out and there's auditioning, but then there's also just working on your audition book or working on your presence when you walk into an audition room. Right. Um, And then there's also having fun. Like I like to go out with my friends sometimes and I like to sit on my butt all day and watch TV when it rains. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, the city is so, it really moves so quickly. It does. You have, yeah, you, the, even the days that you sit and watch TV all day, they go like that instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to keep yourself busy because of that. Right. Uh, because they go so quickly. Mm-hmm. You, um, you don't have a lot of time to sit on your butt and watch TV all day. So enjoy those moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's also a good feeling to just keep pushing yourself and want to be on your top level and keep exactly. pursuing and getting better. Yeah, because you you know that to land 
the kind of jobs that you want, you have to be so freaking good. And so, you know, it's, it's worth, it's worth all the hustle. Absolutely. And all the, I think it's also important to note that you, you have to be good. Obviously you have to hustle and you have to, you have to really master your craft and really want that. And you can't just go in and be like, this is good enough. You have to Mm -hmm. always be striving to be better and better and better. But the best part of you and your talent is you and it's who you are as a person um, behind the voice, behind the dancing, behind the acting. Yeah. Who you are as a person, that's going to reflect on anything that you do in any situation, no matter what job you're pursuing. If you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or anything like that, it's so Mm -hmm. important who you are and that you trust yourself and that you, you know who you are. Hmm. I like that a lot. Um. So, what what are some of your dream roles, and who would you kill to work with? Oh my goodness, Sutton Foster! I just <laughs> <laughs> I can ah, see that. That needs to she's be. She's gonna a, be a music man with Hugh Jackman, and I'm <laughs> freaking out. Okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I I love. Um. So I actually, I was so confused about dream roles for a long time. I I felt like I had to have these dream roles that were like uh that no one knew of or anything like that. Like obscure. But think, yeah. Yeah, obscure. And it's like, oh yeah, I wanna be um I wanna be miscast as Jean Valjean or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um I was like something and then I realized, no, your dream role is your dream role and it right. really doesn't matter. Own it. Um and so I decided my two I have two a contemporary and a and a like uh more golden age classic piece. Okay. My contemporary is Jenna in Waitress. I know I'm way too young for that role now, <laughs> but eventually it'll happen. I would it will happen. <laughs> I would love to be Jenna in Waitress. And then my second is Jennifer, which I think it's so funny that they basically have the same name. Jennifer and Paint Your Wagon, just because I love the music in Paint Your Wagon and I think she's such a cute fun little ingenue and I want to be her so bad (laughs) yeah and what do you think the the average age for females on Broadway is I'm not really sure the uh this is just a guess there's so many ensemble members that are young that's the only reason I say this but I would say probably like 27 okay is the average age yeah yeah because I know because, like, when it comes to, uh, like, leading roles, like, principal roles, they are normally a little older. Right, like 30s. 30s, even 40s, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then the ensemble are normally, like, in their 20s because they're young right. and hip and they can kick their face. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the last thing I want to talk about, which is. Um, your involvement with my show falling out so yes <laughs> wait can I just tell this story the, yes the first thing you already mentioned that I followed you on Instagram and then we went to Drew's show together last year but, yeah, yeah, yeah last year but what originally happened I don't even remember I was on like some hashtag and I found your page and I was like oh a musical and I looked and it like 
and I kind of scrolled through and I found some music and I found Simple Girl and I was like, this <laughs> song is bomb and nobody knows it yet. So I'm going to put this in my audition book. And so I messaged you. I don't know if you remember this. I do. I messaged you and I was like, can I have your music for this song so I can sing it for auditions? Yeah. <laughs> that like made my day. Oh, oh my goodness. No, it made my day. I was so happy. And so that, that was my first I guess kind of involvement in your show was just that I fell in love with it and the music mm-hmm. and I um I wanted to sing it <laughs> and mm-hmm. then after we saw Drew's show you were still in the city and I invited you to see me sing in a cabaret yes and great. then after that you asked me if I wanted to do your 54 show <laughs> well it was kind of like a dream I think of both of ours like I went to Drew's, Drew's show at 54 below and I was I was thinking oh my gosh this venue is perfect like I could totally picture my show here but I didn't know like how to how to book that or if that was even a possibility like me living in Nashville and I've talked about this in previous episodes of this podcast just like how I've produced shows from Nashville to New York and how I got into 54 Blow and all of that but I I stalked your Instagram too and I was like oh my gosh this girl can sing so I kind <laughs> of like knew right away that I wanted you to sing my songs in some capacity <clears throat> and then when I got the confirmation that 54 wanted to book my show you were one of the first people that I texted and I was like girl Aww. It's happening like, are you in? And you were you were like, Yes, of course. And then Yes, of course. And then um you were go you were going to sing either Simple Girl or Boys, which is another like kind of comedic song. Which I when I wrote that song last fall, like I I definitely had you in mind. But, <laughs> um and you know this, but Simple Girl is just like such a good fit for you. And it's so to me it's like it's it comes full circle. That, totally. I, that I met you singing <laughs> Simple Girl and I ended singing Simple Girl. And now... <laughs> da, 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 drum roll. I'm coming to Nashville in August-ish yep. to record Simple Girl in a studio. <laughs> As Falling Out second single release. And dude, I'm just like, I'm just ecstatic. And I can't I'm so happening. excited. And we are falling out is selling t-shirts. They'll be available within the next week or two and they're going to be really bomb. And um, for all the listeners, if you want to donate towards um, the single recording, you can buy t-shirts for $20. Um, We have a GoFundMe page and um, just help support the music. And I don't know. I'm just like, it's just, I'm working on that song some more and, and arranging it more and we're planning the uh, recording studio dates and everything so it's it's happening and Simple Girl is it was just like the most natural second single I would say because like this song is just oh it's absolutely and I think it really defines her character too (laughs) it does completely Yeah, so go. Defines my character also. <laughs> so I wrote the song, so it's basically me. So yeah, go listen to the song. It's on, you can hear it there and sing it on YouTube. And soon you'll be able to listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, everything, um, et cetera. So that's the exciting news <laughs> we have for you. Whoop, whoop. Let's 
let's finish out this episode with some advice you would give to young musicians or performers or even advice you would give to your younger self um kind of seeing things in hindsight now oh totally uh the biggest thing for me is like if I was talking to my younger self or anyone who's in a small town or um just a town that or surrounded by people who really don't believe in the arts is Mm -hmm. that that it it is important and you can do it and you must do it if you have that talent and you have that drive then I think that you have a responsibility to do this um and you can do it you just have to keep fighting it's not easy right it will never be easy Mm -hmm. even when you make it even when you make it it's really difficult um it's emotionally jarring and and it it just you're basically like tearing your own heart out every day but it is the most rewarding feeling that i've ever experienced Mm -hmm. um so just don't let anyone tell you no you can do it because someone's doing it already it's yes. not like no one's doing it. People are doing it. People are making money doing this. Yeah. People have this as their career. You can do it. That's it. Absolutely. I agree. Amen, sister. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us on this episode. And um, quickly give your Instagram so that people can follow you. Oh, sure. Um, I am everywhere on social media at CaterTotXOXO. It's like tater tot but with a k i love it (laughs) okay perfect thank you so much for having me i had so much fun yeah we'll see you in august see you soon (laughs) i think it'd be real nice to be